Welcome to episode 12 of the Intersections on the Spectrum podcast. The Intersections on the Spectrum podcast is the brainchild of Doug Fletcher and Kelly Braun Johnson, created to discuss intersectional issues within the autistic community and give visibility to commonly marginalized, repressed, underrepresented, or erased identities and issues. We aim to introduce you to the people and stories you didn't know about but needed to hear and hope that by seeing yourself represented in the community allows you to feel seen. Today we get the pleasure to have Ayana Davis as a guest, also known as Phenomenally Autistic. Ayana, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. So we all have many different identities and just wanted to learn at the beginning of of this. Um, what are the identities that you would say that describe you? Creative, friendly, um, I'm not shy, but I am very introverted. Until I get to know you, then you probably will want me to shut up. But um, a black woman, obviously, neurodivergent, and uh, full of art and full of love. Very cool. So we know that representation matters in all forms of media. And you actually happen to be a children's book illustrator and recently illustrated a book called My Melanin, Empowering Young Women of Color to Love Themselves. How important do you think it is for young women of color to see themselves in books and film? Um, I think it's very important um, because I do still think that women of color and women of girls are underrepresented on TV, television, books, everywhere. Um, I mean, I see the media trying, but I feel like they need to go a little harder for black women. But um, the reason I feel it's important is because um, everybody deserves to see a positive representation of themselves and deserves to see something positive that they can relate to. You don't know any situation that somebody can be in and they might just need to see that um, there's hope and that um, tomorrow can be different and tomorrow will be better. So um, everybody deserves that. And that, you know, what you're saying, the positive representation is what's so important, yes. I think, in the media. Yes. You know, there's so much negative just media yes. out there. So, yeah, <laughs> yes. the positive is, is so important. Whenever I think about representation, I, I think back to um, a story I heard about um, Rogers, Roger Bannister. He's the first person to run the like a mile in under four minutes or something like that and like so since he's run the mile um and, and people have actually been able to see him run a mile as fast as that like there's been like 50 people or something like that or crazy crazy numbers so i you know when we can when we can see other humans especially ones that look like us doing things then that, that, that seems like that can be a really powerful thing. I think that um, it, it actually is very powerful because sometimes before somebody sees somebody else doing something, they don't always know that it can be done. So to just see somebody like yourself or even somebody not like yourself doing something that you might not have known could be done, um, it can push you forward and push you closer to your dreams and doing something that you aspire to do. I've read that, um, well, you mentioned it in the beginning that um, art is, you know, being, you know, art is a powerful um, part of your identity. And I read that art's um, 
been an escape for you um, through throughout your life. How important do you see um, following your passion or your special interest of art um, being significant in your life? It's very important because it is my main source of communication. Um, if I have good or bad emotions, because you don't always know what to do with your good emotions, but if I have good or bad emotions and I don't know where they can go, but I know for sure that they can go into my art. So it is, it's absolutely important to me because that is my main source of communication. Somebody you know might be going through something and you might not always have the right words. I know I don't always have the right words, but I can draw you a picture and I can express what I'm trying to say to you through art. You touched on such an important point too, because especially relating to autism, a lot of the times when we might, uh, or children especially, might have like a meltdown and the parent says, but I don't understand. You know, they were so excited. They really wanted to go to this place and they were so excited before. And I said, yes, because good emotions and energy and excitement can do the same things as negative, right? Yes, you can, can be, be oh, yeah, you can be overstimulated in a good way as well. <laughs> exactly. So, or, you know, we are waiting for something to happen and you're super excited and you're looking forward to it and then you get there and you're like, oh, it's too much. Um, yeah, so it's like, it's just that balance and understanding that, you know, emotions are emotions. Energy is energy and it's how you channel it that really makes a difference, you know? So you're channeling it into your art, which is amazing. Thank you. Uh, so you also made art to pay tribute to Breonna Taylor and George Floyd and to bring awareness to police brutality. So what has been the response to that? Um, I did the art for Breonna Taylor and George Floyd to pay tribute because um, I felt like that was the least I can do. Issues about police brutality and police killings of black people it's not a new topic in my life. Um, I've had family members who have been um, beaten up and almost killed by the police. I've been a part of protests since I was about six years old because my dad has an organization who, who stands up to like equal rights for people. That was my way of paying tribute because it put me in a very weird headspace to see that um, we haven't come very far with racism in this country. And I didn't know how to express that. Um, the response was very, I don't know if overwhelming is the word, but like people shared it, which I didn't expect. And um, I'm always grateful though, left a lot of comments, sent it to people they knew. So while I did it to get my emotions out, other people shared it and other people thanked me for doing it. So I just felt like that was like the least that I can do. I mean, they lost their lives and people are still continuing to lose their lives because, you know, the police think they're untouchable, especially when it comes to killing black people. Yeah, for sure. What's that, was that process? Was it like healing for you? Do you feel that? Process, um, was healing, but it didn't heal the situation, but it helped me get some of my emotions out. Um, I just feel like, like how scary is it to just, get ready for bed at night and not know if, if the police are going to kill you in your sleep when you know that you did absolutely nothing but exist, be black, and get ready for bed and go to sleep. So um, while it was healing, it didn't 
completely heal the situation, but it helped me get my emotions out because, I mean, we were already, like, the country was, like, in a state of trauma already, so um, that just, like, added to it, and it, it helped, but it it was like a it was like a process like a process that i had to go through to like get it out on paper like i couldn't just sit down and do it all at once which i can usually do i can usually just sit down and do a picture it doesn't take very long those took a little bit longer usually i'll do a picture and um like i'll i'll love it the first time but these i actually did a few different times because i was just like i just wanted to be as perfect as possible because you know nothing's ever perfect but in my mind i was like i need this to be perfect mm -hmm. i think um that's another good point you brought up was the fact that these are not new issues not for people not that all. have <laughs> not noticed for whatever reason for people that have a certain amount of privilege who think that these things are new you know this is not a new issue I don't, you know I'm, I'm glad so i'm glad that you're you're bringing some awareness to that as well with your work Thank you. Ayana, you were mentioning um, earlier about art as communication for you. And I, I wanted to talk a little bit more about that because my partner, she's an art therapist. So I've learned how powerful art can be as um, communication tools. How do you, do you have a sense of like, if, if you weren't able to kind of um, communicate through the art paying tribute to Brianna and George Floyd, how you know, how you'd be able to kind of deal with those emotions? Well, I do art therapy every day. I don't know what, how I would have got those emotions out. I don't know how I would have been able to deal with that if I didn't have my main source of communication, which is art. I probably only would have would only been able to like tweet justice for George Floyd or justice for Rihanna Taylor. I probably wouldn't have been able to reach farther beyond and do anything more than that. Like, since that's like, I felt like that was the best I can do. And there's many, um, you know, autistic people that I've met that um, are talented artists that love creating art. Do you have any suggestions for those that may want to be pursuing a, a career as um, an, an illustrator? Yeah, and I always say this, um, I would just tell them to go for it and tell them to do not accept the limitations that other people will try to put on you. Um, I am guilty of that. I have let people stop me from fulfilling dreams and going after dreams and working on dreams. So I would just say definitely go for it. Don't let anybody limit you. And um, to like to, to believe in yourself. I have days where I do not believe in myself at all, but you know, I'm getting better and believing in myself more and more every day. So I would just say go for it and believe in yourself and don't let people limit you. I think that's probably one of the big issues, not just in the autism community, but in the disability community in general, is people having these ideas about what we can achieve, what we're capable of, you know, even yeah. to the point. Yeah. yeah, because sometimes I don't take you seriously. Mm -hmm. Like, if you want to do something, um, they'll be like, oh, well, that's cute, and they'll just move on. They won't try to, like, even help you with it. And it's just, like me, just thankfully I have, like, a support system. So it's just, like, I don't appreciate people not taking somebody serious because they have uh, developmental delays or they're neurodivergent and, you know, have other conditions that come with being on the spectrum. 
So, um, I mean, it, it's disrespectful, first of all, but, um, yeah, the, the limits people try to put on you, that's unfair because, like, like no offense to people who aren't neurodivergent, but sometimes we have higher IQs than you do, so you shouldn't try to put limits on people. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be IQ. It could just be, like, some of the talents because of our brain is just, yeah, you know, wired differently. Yeah, wired very differently. You know, so we just have some talents, and it's like, anyway, <laughs> that's, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> So also on your Instagram account, you mentioned that you are a dreamer. So what are you dreaming about these days? Well, right now I'm actually living my dream, which is to just be going after my dreams and going after the things that I said that I wanted to do in life. So it's just, for me, it's a day-to-day -day basis. Like, you know, I might wake up tomorrow and be like, I want to go parasailing. So that'll be my dream for the day. With me, it's always a a day-to-day -day thing because I do have a lot of uh, physical health issues as well. So um, I just take things day by day and I'm thankful for each day. And, you know, I might wake up with a new dream each day and I might wake up and be like, okay, yesterday's dream, I'm going to put that on hold for a little while and go after this. So with me, it's it's a day-to-day -day thing. And you, you also, um, I saw on your Instagram, you were wearing a really cool shirt that said stories that matter. So what types of stories matter to you that you would think might be important for a podcast like ours to highlight? Yeah, stories that matters. Um, I'm actually a brand ambassador for them. Um, it's an organization founded by Jayla Whitfield. And um, they highlight just different people's stories in life because I feel like everybody's story is important and I also feel like something shouldn't have to like um directly affect you for it to be important to you or for it to matter to you because like nobody's pain is worth more than the next person's and you should never invalidate somebody's pain because well this one may have had it worse or like, like I just, I just feel like anything that's important to somebody and that they're passionate about, I feel like those are the things that matter. And it may not be serious to, to somebody, but if it matters to somebody and it's in their heart and they're passionate about it, I feel like they should be seen and heard and their story should be told. And that's like another reason why, like, I really love that my stories that matters family, they support me. Um, they believe in me. They don't only like support me because I'm a brand ambassador for them, but they're just, they just really care about um, humans and they have a, a respect for human life. Nice. So for people who want to see your artwork and know more about you, um, they can go to Phenomenally Autistic on Instagram. And are you available other places as well? Um, yes, Phenomenally Autistic on YouTube and Phenomenally Autistic on TikTok. I actually um, post a lot of drawing videos there. All right. Very cool. Ayana, thanks so much for uh, joining us today. Really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it as well. Thank you.